Warning. The following contains massive spoilers for the designated series. Listener discretion is advised. You are being watched. You're listening to the Television Archive. The show where we, the television-loving hordes of the internet, take a deep dive into what used to be in our beloved media. My name is Thomas Michael Clark, and this is Person of Interest. These people irrelevant. We don't. Hunted by the authorities. We work in secret. You'll never find us. But victim or perpetrator, if your number's up, we'll find you. Today we will be discussing Season 1, Episode 19, titled Flesh and Blood. Yet another phenomenal episode and a magnificent conclusion of this season's Elias arc. This is... Such a great climax to this storyline. It's really, really fantastic. So, we got five numbers coming in this episode. Each one, uh, the five heads of the crime families of New York. Now, there's not really an investigative period this episode, because the reason for these numbers coming in is fairly obvious. Elias. After all this time setting the stage, after all this time building up his resources, putting all the pieces in place, he is now finally making his move to unite the families and to take over all crime in New York, essentially, or all organized crime in New York, I should say. He is going to kill every single one of the Dons, including his own half-brother. All with the backing of HR, and all while Moretti, who remember he kidnapped a couple episodes ago, watches the world burn from the comfort of his makeshift warehouse prison. So, yeah, about as explosive a climax to this arc as we could hope for. And so, basically, like, half of this episode ends up being, like, some perverse form of whack-a-mole. Like, John's able to get to one of the Dons, they get blown up. Carter's able to get to another, he gets shot. And... Oh, by the way, I should mention, through the intensity of this episode, we are able to get a bit of a mending between Reese and Carter. Like, this is the type of explosive, uh, bigger-than-our-shit event that can bring two people on the outs, two characters who are not very happy with one another, uh, closer together and get them back on speaking terms. Eventually... After two out of the five are brutally murdered, Carter and Fusco are able to convince the other three, Hey, you need to come into protective custody with us 
It's the only way you're going to be able to survive. And by convince, I mean yell at them a bit until they make it very, very clear that they are not going to work with them, at which point they basically kidnap them. Like, Carter and Fuzzo literally pull guns out on the Dons and are like, okay, you're not going to come with us and let us protect you? We'll just kill you here and now. Come with us, you goddamn morons. And so, Carter and Fusco, after a big shootout, are able to get the remaining Dons to a safe house. While this is happening, Reese is following some HR cops, or not HR cops, damn it, I messed that up. Uh, Reese is following some people on Elias' payroll. He's got a list of people who are... Working for Elias. And he's tailing them. As they tail HR Cops' families. Remember that thing where HR was working with Elias? Remember that? Yeah, well, turns out Elias keeps tabs on his allies every bit as much as his enemies. And has all their families being followed as some twisted form of collateral. So yeah, not exactly the warm and trusting figure that he would love to convince people he is. I should also mention, by the way, throughout this entire episode, we get this really, really great flashback storyline where we essentially see the origin story of Elias. We see him as a little kid in his foster family, uh, not quite sure how to process the fact that his mother died, uh, not knowing the whole story of what happened, all the way up to him as a young man. Uh, He at one point tried to get a job with Moretti, and then Moretti was like, kill this asshole. And two of Moretti's guys, like, marched him into the woods, and Elias just took them both down in a badass way after giving a monologue about how, like, my strength is that I'm alone, I'm gonna take you all down. Uh, But it's a really good flashback storyline. I had to... Mention that. Also, HR wants Fusco to look into the guy in the suit. Specifically, the FBI's new task force to catch the guy in the suit. You know, the one that is stupidly under the assumption that guy in the suit is working with Elias. That idiot. That idiotic venture. Yeah, HR wants to know everything that they know about the guy in the suit. Which is not a lot. (laughs) So, I think we got pretty much all the ancillary stuff, so I can just go nuts on the Elias murdering all the heads of the crime families for the rest of this episode. This escalates very quickly. Because at this safe house, it very quickly gets surrounded by Elias, his goons, 
and a bunch of HR cops on the take. And as a little added... As a little added heat, Elias takes the initiative and has Carter's son kidnapped. And oh my god. It is absolutely heartbreaking when you get that moment where Reese calls Carter and is like, hey, look, I gotta tell you something, and you gotta know, I'm not gonna let them hurt him. I'm not gonna let anything happen to him. And Carter's like, who are you talking about? And then he gets a call from from her son having been captured by Elias. And Elias yanks the phone from him and is like, hey, you let them go, I let your son go. And we have this brilliant moment from Carter where it's just like, how much is this worth to her? Like, will she give these guys up? Will she forego her morals for the sake of her son? And also, not only that, but the added quandary of how much faith does she have in Reese? Because Reese is, like, making the promise, I'm going to get him, I'm going to get him, I'm going to save him, I'm going to save him, I'm going to save him. So we have that added moral quandary in Carter's head. Because remember, Carter is not exactly on the best of terms with Reese. So this is a fairly prescient question. So we get Reese and Finch tracking down Carter's son. And actually, Finch, to his credit, he is so concerned about Carter's son and wants to get Carter's son, wants to save him so bad, that he actually, him and his I-don't-like-guns mentality, picks up a gun and is like, show me how to use this. And then Reese is like, no, 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 you don't, no, you're not gonna, no, you're the getaway driver. But like... Finch is willing to make the sacrifice. Finch is willing to say, show me how to use gun. Finch is willing to forego his no guns policy in order to save Carter's son. That's a great character moment. It really, really is. But we get this amazing action sequence where Reese breaks into that warehouse, uh, shoots up the whole place, saves Carter's son... Saves Moretti, even. Which, wow. So they're both free. All this while we got the standoff of the century going. With Elias at the safe house's door. Trying to break through. Trying to break in. With a freaking blowtorch. And Carter like, no, no, no. She actually makes a choice. She decides to place her faith in Reese. And is like, no, no, no. I'm going to save the Dons. I'm not going to let you get these guys. Things are going to be a lot worse if you're in charge. Things are going to be a lot worse if you're running unchecked. 
I'm not letting that happen. And, you know, with HR having peeled out, because I totally forgot to mention the scene where Finch approaches the HR dude with the photos of Elias' men tailing HR families. HR severed ties with Elias, like, right then and there. So now Elias does not have the backing of those HR cops anymore. They're gone. And Fusco calls for the backup of all the other cops that aren't on HR (laughs) payroll. And we also get this incredible moment where one of the Dons is revealed to be working with Elias. It was actually the Don who was like, we should cut a deal with Elias. We should cut a deal with him. We should cut a deal with him. He sold out his fellow Dons for his own self-preservation. And he ha- he's in this standoff. Fusco and the Don have guns pointed at each other. And this Don's like, hey, look, I know you were on the take. You're a dirty cop. Once a dirty cop, always a dirty cop. Like, are you really gonna fight on the losing side of this? Are you really gonna protect these guys? Are you really gonna oppose Elias you're a survivor are you really not gonna act in your own self-interest and Fusco to his credit says yeah F you I'm opposing Elias proving once again that he is redeemed proving once again that he has Joined the side of the angels. And then we get Elias having successfully broken into the apartment. Doing that blowtorch on the reinforced door. And getting in there. And immediately gets arrested. Immediately you got Carter and Fusco pointing guns at him. You got the good cop backup on the way right outside. It's over. Elias is arrested. He's done. Carter is reunited with her son. And peace has been brought to the world once again. But then we get this phenomenal ending where Elias is being processed being thrown in jail and then just before he goes into his prison cell he calls up Moretti who is in the car with his son His not-bastard son. And Elias is like, I just wanted to say goodbye. I wish I could have been there. And you see the look of Moretti's face? 
you, you see the look on his face like, oh shit. And you see like sort of the slow, dumbfounded like, huh? Like not realizing nearly as quickly from the half-brother. From Moretti's son. And then... Elias, just before getting thrown into prison, finally enacted his revenge. The man who killed his mother is dead. So ends the Elias storyline for this season. Now, you'll notice I did not say at the beginning of this that this was the season finale. Elias, as much of a driving force as he is, is not the end-all be-all of this season. We still got four more episodes in this season, and quite a bit of story left to tell. And oh boy. Oh boy, it's good. I'll just say that much. Uh, if you like this, favorite the podcast, anchor.fm slash TV archives so that you can be here every single Monday through Friday as I go through every single episode of this and other shows. And you can find it on pretty much whatever podcatcher app you prefer. Feel free to call in as well. It's as simple as just to push a button on the Anchor app. I'll play those on the show from time to time if you feel so inclined to send those in. Follow me on Twitter and Instagram, tomtom4468. And support the show. Patreon.com slash Thomas Clark. Pledge just a dollar a month. I appreciate everything I get through there. If you become a patron, you can also get access to the Television Archive Supplemental, uh, which I will be putting out over there once every month. Or, if that doesn't work for you, you can also support the show directly via Anchor. I appreciate that as well. Uh, Tomorrow, we will be discussing Season 1, Episode 20. Talk to you then.